A reading from Luke 1, 46-51-54 And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me holy in his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their most inmost thoughts. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. One of the things that uh, I'm always impressed with is how certain parts of the New Testament echo very specific parts and key moments in the Old Testament. In this case, Mary's Magnificat echoes Hannah's song in First Samuel, uh, uh, the First Samuel two, and but the situation is very different because Hannah has been praying to God that God would bring her a child, whereas Mary has been surprised by God, who had not necessarily, we don't know this, but we don't think that she was exactly looking for the uh, what God is going to uh, lay on her heart, which is the, the information that she is going to give birth to a child as a virgin, which is a very different story, but it echoes back to this key moment in the Old Testament. Yeah, the people of God, when they mysteriously experience God's intervention, from little things to even to the great things like this, the natural response is to kind of breathe out praise. Uh, her lines, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Uh, those are kind of spontaneous, on-the-spot, uh, uh, how you reflect back that you have experienced God's intervention. Uh, this is a very special moment, but you have been um, um, talking in your sermons about the difference between uh, church and what we do on Sunday and how we live our lives in the six days between the Sundays. And you talk about life as worship. Uh, and I think that there is uh, what you're talking about is opening your mind and your heart to the presence of God in, in so many things in your own individual situations and being aware of the presence of God and, and having that worship, worshiping stance in life, that attitude. And praise is the community coming together in this one voice, praising God for, um, for everything. Yeah. The wor worship comes from the old English worth-ship to attribute worth to something outside of yourself. And um, the idea of worship is there's a bowing, recognizing that God is God and you're not. But there's also an element of service in one of the Hebrew words for worship. And so all of life, when lived before God, recognizing that every blessing comes from him, every opportunity comes from him, and you're just a steward, when you do it before him, not to get the attention of people, but recognize you're living before God, that becomes worship. And then the pinnacle of that worship is what I like to refer to as corporate worship or adoration when we come together and not spontaneously, sometimes spontaneously, but usually through hymn, through song, through declaration, we declare together, 
God is more than we ever imagine, and it's because of what he's done in our lives. And what you've just explained is exactly what Mary does, and it's raised up as a song, but it's, it's realizing that God is God, and she is not, and she is a servant, and she says that in this beautiful song. Right. She uses forms that feel like temple worship, but she's really advancing what's going to happen when we become the temples of the Holy Spirit, and out of us comes praise in the everyday.